This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloud.co slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. In this episode of Serial Napper, I discuss the sensitive topic of suicide. I want to emphasize that the content may be triggering for some listeners. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, I strongly encourage you to seek help immediately. National helplines such as the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or the Crisis Text Line usable by texting HELLO to 741-741 are available 24-7. Remember, you are not alone and there is support available. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young, and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep, or perhaps to give you nightmares. You can find just about anything that you need online. It's one of the wonderful and terrifying things about the internet. Whatever you need, you can likely procure it. But what if what you were looking for was help? someone to talk to during your darkest moments. Could you find it online? Sure, resources like the ones that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode are available, but in the darker corners of the internet, you might find more than you bargained for. There are disturbed and evil individuals online and waiting, ready to take advantage of society's most vulnerable people, those suffering through mental illness offering them a solution that, at the time, they think they might need, but it's all for their own sick and twisted enjoyment. Tonight, I'm talking about one of those evil monsters, a 57-year-old Canadian man named Kenneth Law. He now stands accused and charged with 14 counts of second-degree murder for his plot to sell poison through the mail to individuals contemplating taking their own life. He may be linked to as many as over 100 deaths through his suicide-by-mail scheme. If he's found guilty, he will go down as one of the worst mass murderers in Canadian history, but nothing will take away the agonizing pain he has inflicted on the hundreds of family members of his victims. So let's jump right in. Now more than ever, with the holidays over and the new year on the horizon, it's important for us to talk about suicide and mental health, 
because speaking about it, it makes it less taboo. And if it's less taboo, then more people can feel comfortable talking about how they're actually feeling. According to the World Health Organization, more than 700,000 people worldwide die due to suicide every year. That's around 2,000 people every day. The numbers for those who have attempted suicide but didn't succeed are far greater. Sadly, many of those who did die by suicide did so impulsively while they were going through something really difficult in their life, like a death, a loss of a job, a breakdown of a marriage. Most didn't really want to die. They just wanted the pain to stop. But once they've taken the action to end their life, it might be too late to go back and change their mind. They're trapped with the permanent consequences of their choices, which is why prevention is key. Knowing the warning signs, what to look for, how to help someone in a crisis, and finding the gaps where support is lacking, all are important to saving lives. But not everyone feels that way. Just like there are people who feel as if there is no other option than to take their own life, there are also people who support their decision to do so, encourage it even. Since the beginning of the internet, there have been communities solely dedicated to assisting people around the world with ending their lives. For obvious reasons, I'm not going to name any of them here, but take my word for it, they exist if you go looking for them. Now, these forums, these websites, they throw up certain conditions that you have to agree to, like confirming that you are over 18 years old, and rules like agreeing that you will not encourage other users to take their life or promote specific suicide methods. These terms are more so for the protection of the creators of these sites, not to actually have a safe space for its users. Because if you look through the posts on these forums, you'll see that it's really easy to get around these rules simply by using acronyms and nicknames to write what you want to say. One of the more popular versions of these forums boasts more than 40,000 members from all around the world who self-identify as people who are struggling with suicidal ideations. It contains more than 2 million messages posted by people who are looking for advice, support, someone to talk to. Amongst these messages, there are also multiple posts about a suicide kit available by mail. The BBC did an investigation on this forum earlier this year, and some of the things that they uncovered are shocking. One photo posted by a child showed a package that had been delivered to their door, allegedly containing a suicide kit. Poison that they had purchased from an online supplier that they planned to use to take their own life. The caption of this post read, quote, It arrived while I was at school. I called my mom and told her not to open it. I'm going to use it today. The kit had been shipped from the post office located at a shopper's drug mart in Mississauga, Ontario, far, far away, out of sight, out of mind. The sender? A 57-year-old man named Kenneth Law, who lived alone in a split-level townhouse. 
Recently, he had worked as a cook in the kitchen of the Fairmont Royal York, a prestigious hotel known worldwide for its history and luxurious stays. But he wasn't very good at it. The running joke was he couldn't even make tomato sauce, and according to one former co-worker, it was a well-known fact that the hotel, they wanted to let him go once his three-month probation period was over. Unfortunately, he would put up a fuss, citing ageism as a reason that the hotel was discriminating against him, as if he wasn't terrible at his job. Ultimately, they would keep him on staff, but they would try to shuffle him around to different jobs that didn't have him messing up the food for really important guests. It was all sort of working out until 2020, when COVID struck and the world, it shut down, including the kitchen at the Royal York. Kenneth was now out of a job, and he desperately needed money. He was drowning in more than $134,000 in debt, and he was forced to declare bankruptcy. He needed a way to bring in more money, and he found it when he encountered these online suicide forums. He saw a business opportunity. The users who were posting on these forums, they were looking for quick and painless ways to take their own lives, and Kenneth he knew of a method that was both attainable and technically legal, a substance called sodium nitrate, which is a type of salt that is often used to preserve deli meats. Think about cured foods. They use sodium nitrate, a substance which is commonly found in restaurants and it's widely available to purchase. Perhaps that is where he got the idea during his time working in the hotel kitchen. We don't know. When a person takes sodium nitrate in large doses, it can be lethal. For many years, euthanasia advocates have pointed to using sodium nitrate as a way to painlessly die. When it's taken in lethal quantities, it basically suffocates the person from the inside out by preventing red blood cells from delivering oxygen to the rest of the body. Whether or not taking sodium nitrate is actually a painless way to die is highly debatable because many of those who have attempted it have succeeded in their goal but those who have survived reported experiencing severe stomach pains nausea and heart palpitations during the lockdown when people were particularly suffering with their mental health kenneth law decided to set up several online storefronts to sell these suicide kits containing sodium nitrate, which in Canada is fairly easily attainable. On one of his shops, called I'm Time Cuisine, he sold 50-gram packets of the powder for $59 each, a great markup when you can get it from wholesalers for about $15 a kilo. While the website didn't explicitly say that these kits were to be used for suicide because that would be illegal, these kits were marketed on the forums specifically for that use. When the kits shipped to the customer, they included no specific instructions on how to use it, but the instructions could easily be found on the forums, the same forums that they used to purchase the kit. Alongside these salt kits, Kenneth sold products like hot sauce in an attempt to hide the true intentions of his shop. On other versions of his site, Kenneth went as far as to offer personal consultations on how to use the products for about $150. 
For years, he would sell multiple kits a day to customers from all around the world. He'd package them up from his living room in Mississauga and ship them out from his local shopper's drug mart. Meanwhile, coroners from Canada, the UK, and several other countries, they were noticing an uptick in strange sudden deaths that appeared to be linked to an overdose of sodium nitrate. And they weren't the only ones who were taking notice. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors Fresh, Never Frozen Meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day, because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious, with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 
50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The family members of Kenneth Law's customers, they began to piece together what was happening and how their loved ones were dying. One such family was the Ramirez family, who lost their transgender daughter, Noelle, to suicide after she had ordered one of Kenneth's kits online. Noelle had struggled for years with her autism, OCD, gender identity, depression, and suicidal thoughts. She had tried unsuccessfully to take her life once before, and her family, they really rallied around her with love and support. Sadly, at that same time, Noelle was being encouraged to move forward with taking her life by strangers on one of these forums, and her family, they were basically powerless to stop it, completely unaware of what was happening online. In March 2023, Noelle said goodbye to her family, and then she went to her room and posted a goodbye thread on one of these suicide forums. She talked about how she had ordered the kit online and was preparing to take it that night. The response that she received was overwhelmingly supportive of her decision to take her own life without giving it any more thought. And so she did. She consumed the salt kit and then she climbed out of her bedroom window to stumble a few blocks away to a park. She didn't want her parents to find her in that condition, but she did call the police to let them know where they could locate her body. Then Noelle went unconscious, and she never woke up again. Noelle is just one of hundreds of people who used one of Kenneth Law's kits to take their own life. There would be many more all across countries like Canada, the US, the UK, Italy, and New Zealand, just to name a few. Families began calling their local police with information that they discovered after their loved one's deaths. Kenneth Law appeared to be hiding in plain sight. His websites, they were easily accessible by anyone, and some of them even included his full contact details. The product that he was selling online, it was legal. Without proof that he was encouraging people to use the product to kill themselves, there wasn't really much that could be done by the authorities. And then, the family of one of Kenneth's customers became truly fed up with a lack of progress, and they decided to take things into their own hands. 22-year-old Tom Parfett purchased and used the suicide salt kit in October of 2021, successfully taking his own life in a London hotel room. Tom's father, David, discovered the connection between his son's death and the kits that were available online. He tried putting pressure on his local government to get an investigation going into what was happening, but when that didn't pan out, he went straight to the media for help. Really smart. David worked with the editor of The Times in London, James Beale. Together, they sort of set up their own sting operation. Beale called Kenneth on the phone, pretending to be a customer who was interested in purchasing one of his kits. 
it didn't take much for Kenneth to completely spill the beans about the true intention of his online business. Without prompting, Kenneth detailed how to use the kit for suicide and even encouraged Beale to go through with the purchase. This was proof that what Kenneth Law was doing was in fact illegal. He was encouraging people to take their own lives and providing advice on the best way to do it with his kits. James Beale from the Times handed over his evidence to the local police organization where Kenneth Law lived, the Peel Regional Police in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. They already had an active investigation going into Kenneth's activities after they had received multiple complaints by family members who had lost their loved ones to suicides linked to these salt kits. There had been grieving families from all around the world who had come forward with their own stories linking back to Kenneth Law's website. One woman from Detroit reported that her 17-year-old son had burst into her room screaming, I want to live, after consuming the suicide salt kit. Sadly, it was too late to save him. But all of these stories helped to finally shut Kenneth Law down three years after he began his online suicide kit business. On May 2nd, 2023, he was arrested at his home, standing accused of sending at least 1,200 packages to people in more than 40 countries. Initially, he was charged with 14 counts of counseling or aiding suicide. But as the investigation progressed and more police agencies from across the world became involved, it became apparent that this was much more than simply aiding suicide. Recently, those charges were upgraded to 14 counts of second-degree murder, all related to the deaths of Canadian individuals ranging in age from 16 to 36 years old. Police have said that there is more than one victim under the age of 18 years old. These charges do not include all of Kenneth Law's alleged international victims. In Britain, it's believed that at least 272 people purchased products from Kenneth Law's various websites, and at least 88 of them died. That number is expected to grow as the investigation continues. Kenneth Law has, so far, disputed these charges. His story is that he was doing something good, taking away people's pain. In an interview with the media, he pointed to his upbringing as the reason for building these online businesses. He said that when he was younger, his mother had a stroke and was basically bedridden. She couldn't speak or eat, and she had a very low quality of life. He claimed his religious father refused to take her off of life support, despite the fact that she was not likely to ever get any better. According to Kenneth, he launched the websites because he wanted to help people end their own suffering. For those not living in Canada or who aren't aware, medically assisted dying is available in Canada through the MAID law. But of course, if you are someone who is looking to use this kind of service, there are hoops that you must first jump through to ensure that you are mentally capable of making such a big decision and that you're completely sure of it. Anyone who is looking to use medical assistance to die has to meet 
certain requirements. So the applicant has to be over 18 years old, have a grievous and irremediable medical condition, undergo two independent evaluations, and be able to give informed consent. These steps are important to ensuring that the person really wants to go through with it and that it isn't an impulsive decision. Also making sure that they fully understand what they're consenting to and the ramifications of that decision. One cannot simply take it upon themselves to offer this kind of service, no matter what kind of holier-than-thou motive that they claim to have behind it. Still, according to Kenneth's lawyer, he plans to plead not guilty to the charges, saying that the charges are based on a, quote, novel interpretation of the law. To my knowledge, in Canada, there has never been a prosecution for counseling or aiding suicide where the conduct in question is selling an otherwise legal product on the open market. This is according to his lawyer. Today, he remains in police custody awaiting trial. If he is found guilty of the second-degree murder charges, he faces spending life in prison, which in Canada is 25 years before they are eligible for parole. Once he faces his charges in Canada, it's quite possible that he may be extradited to other jurisdictions to face even more murder charges. It's believed his poison kits have killed hundreds of people worldwide. For now, we wait until the end of January for his case to return to the courts. Many people think that more needs to be done to stop these kinds of businesses from flourishing. There not only needs to be a crackdown on websites that sell these homemade suicide kits, but the forums themselves need to be taken down. These are not resources for people who are suffering from mental illness and needing someone to speak with. They are oftentimes filled with people who want nothing more than to see other people suffer and die. The problem is, in many countries like Canada, there is a serious lack of resources dedicated to mental health. In my experience, when someone finally has the strength to reach out, it can be difficult to get them the appropriate kind of help. Often, we're prescribed antidepressants, and full disclaimer here, there is a purpose for antidepressants. I am a firm believer that if your doctor prescribes them to you, you should take them. But then we're just sort of sent on our way with very little follow-up care. So we self-soothe. Like we do when we need to help ourselves with other things, we turn to the internet for advice. And it's not the first time that we've seen something like this happen in Canada. It reminds me of a local story from 2008 that I remember well because there was a huge search effort in my city. Nadia Kajuji was an 18-year-old university student who had been struggling with really difficult life events. She had a big breakup happen and then she had a recent miscarriage. She was really depressed and suicidal. She would throw herself into the river as part of a suicide pact that she made with someone online. Someone that she believed to be a nurse from Minneapolis named Cammie D. She thought this person was a friend. But Cammie D was actually a married father of two. I mean, he had no intention of taking his own life. He simply thrived on the adrenaline of encouraging someone else to do it. He would serve only 178 days in jail for his role in Nadia's death, 
as well as his role in assisting the suicide of another 32-year-old from Britain. And it's wild to me that we give criminals like this such a light sentence when they were so instrumental to the events that led to these people's deaths. They could have been a light at the end of the tunnel, but instead they were a monster lurking in the dark. These individuals need to be named and shamed and have it made clear that they can no longer hide behind a screen name and a keyboard. There are real consequences for their actions, just as real as the consequences that the families of their victims must live with forever. Like the mother of 19-year-old Ashton Proser, who was just a month away from his 20th birthday when he bought a suicide kit from Kenneth Law and ended his own life. His mother would say, quote, I have never experienced my heartbreak the way it has this year. There was definitely anger and an onset of who's at fault for this, but I want to sit in a place of forgiveness, not retribution. She said that her son began struggling in high school when he was a teenager. It got a lot worse post-COVID when all of his university classes moved online and he fell behind. The day that he took his own life, he called his mother on the phone and chatted with her about her dogs and an upcoming trip that she was going to be taking. Then they said that they loved each other and hung up. A little over an hour later, she would get the phone call that her son had killed himself. She would say, quote, He knew he was calling to say goodbye. I'm grateful for that phone call. He didn't do that for anybody else, but for me. It was like all of this potential is it's just gone. We're not doing enough. There isn't support for everyone who's struggling in, in mental health. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. I also have a Serial Napper true crime discussion group. It's called Serial Society, and I'll have the link in my show notes. I'd love to chat with you about all of the cases that I cover and everything else true crime. You can find my audio on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I post all of my episodes in video format over on YouTube, so go check it out. And if you're watching on YouTube, I would love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. I'm also over on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Serial underscore Napper, and I'm on TikTok, Serial Napper Nick, and that's all one word. Until next time, sweet dreams, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye.